Guys, I feel like someone's watching me right now. I feel like I'm being watched. I don't... I don't know what's going on. I don't... everybody and welcome back to the 1313 podcast the most mediocre podcast in the star wars universe i'm jacob i'm jackson i'm tommy and that's skywalker hendrix what what, what? <laughs> now this is some fancy schmancy technology that we got going on here this totally was not a pain to put together <laughs> no this was <laughs> yeah you better appreciate this you better appreciate it this yeah. is officially the first time um this is uh jackson's idea yes. to have a guest that we previously had on the show on a weekly episode of the podcast. This, so this isn't a Habit Chat. Different. This isn't Habit Chat. This is just We're still going to talk about Andor, Andor, but with mm-hmm. a cool person this time. Yeah. Skywalker, how have you been? I've been pretty good. How about you guys? Good. Well, you know, just another day in the office. Just Jay chilling. Day. We got like a foot of snow and my classes got canceled because they located in the snow belt. So they got like two feet. <laughs> I dug my car out today with a snow brush. Sweet. My snow brush broke today. <laughs> yeah. Have fun buying another one in this local area anytime soon. They had to cancel most classes because um, uh, the bu- big thing about Edinburgh campus is that it's a very wheelchair accessible campus and half the people in wheelchairs couldn't get the class because of all the snow. So that's why can- classes were canceled. Cool. No accessibility. Just yeah, <laughs> Just yeah we've been getting a lot of snow here too. Up in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. So, do you guys just like freeze oh, yeah. your cheese and your brats out in the backyard when... This happens, or? Oh yeah, the grills, the grills stay going year round around here. So <laughs> I wouldn't doubt that. That's actually funny though. <laughs> Cheese be curtain. Cheese be curtain. So everybody, we have a bunch of Star Wars stuff to talk about yes. this week. But first, Jacob, what's all what's all our cool stuff we got going on? Well, if you didn't notice already, we had a video that came out. Today, as of recording this, yesterday, as, as you get the idea. We had Mark Thompson on the show. Woo-hoo! The voice of Thrawn Woo-hoo! when it comes to all the audiobooks. One of the greatest audiobook narrators, in my opinion, of all time. So please, um, don't mind our garbage quality for our end. Mark was fine, and that's all that matters, because you're not here for us, you're here for him. Um, uh, it was a really cool episode. I think it was a lot of fun to record. Uh, we just kind of sound like this the whole time. The but audio it's... actually wasn't terrible for the majority of it. It was it was just the video because there was a snowstorm going on yes. while we were recording. Mm. So even right now, even right mm. now. So we took the L on that. But if you haven't already, make sure you please check that out. And if you want to be so fancy, so cool, and so epic, follow us on all of our social follow us on all of our social media. That is Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Buy some stuff from our Teespring. Link is in the description below. And if you want to be super ultra mega cool, join the Discord. Indeed. And you want to be ultra super ultra mega cool legendary epic skin, join us on Patreon. Epic skin. Epic skin. <laughs> um, so, everybody, we have a ton of stuff. Actually, real quick, too, you will see this in the description of this podcast episode. All of Skywalker Hendrix's social media is going to be plugged down there. If you want some Black Series reviews, Way before most other people have them out, you need to go check out Skywalker Hendrix. He is a good friend of the channel, good friend of ours, and we are always looking to plug our good friends of the channel. So, with that being said, let's talk some Star Wars. So, I have a few things on the agenda because, you know what? 
we missed something last week. We, did. Uh, we missed something, and that actually is the cast reveal of the Star Wars show, The Acolyte. Yes. Um, we got a cast listing, and we also got the official announcement from Lucasfilm that the show has started filming. Woo! So, Skywalker, how are we feeling about this? I, I'm really excited about that show. I think uh, I've read like some leaks about like what the, the main storyline is going to be. And from what I've heard, it sounds very, uh, it sounds like live action uh, visions, Star Wars visions, Ooh. anime. So uh, that's just what I got from what I read online. But uh, I'm super excited for that show. That'll be cool. I'm curious to see if it has the same maturity kind of rating as Andor does for sure. If now we're going to get into a whole subgenre of more adult catered Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Especially for what it's supposed to be from our idea. Mm -hmm. I'm still holding on to hope that this is going to be based off some form of uh, Star Wars Red Harvest. Because not only was that book cool, it takes place in the Sith Society during the High Republic. And all the students are referred to as acolytes. So that would be really cool if we had something horror related. So Lucasfilm actually came out with uh, an official statement saying what the premise of the show is. Oh, so okay. uh, it takes place at the end of the High Republic era, which, according to some definitions, is when Qui-Gon Jinn meets Darth Maul on Tatooine. And according to other definitions, means about 40 years before The Phantom Menace. So, oh. and those are both official I, definitions I, according. Go ahead. I've heard more, I've heard more like around a hundred years before yeah, the Phantom would, Menace. That would make a lot more sense. sense. I just think, yeah, I think. Sure, but that's, that's what I've heard that they're going to go about a hundred years out, which, um, I don't know. I think staying away from those characters Sometimes is good, uh, just sprinkling them in here and there, uh, like the core legacy characters like Qui Gon and Palpatine, you know. So I, I like that we're seeing new stuff, and um, I think, like you guys said, with the more adult themed uh, content, I think they're definitely like dipping their toes in, especially with Andor. Uh, I think the feedback they've gotten is great for that show too. Um, maybe not like in numbers wise, but overall, I think a lot of people just like it um, a lot more than what we've been getting recently. But yeah, I think I think it's going to be great and some new and fresh in a different time period that we haven't seen. Yeah, I think uh, the show is going to be hopefully, uh, hopefully not the. Um the Marvel kind of humor. I, I really am happy that star Wars has not dipped its toes into yes. Marvel style humor. I think that that needs to stay with Marvel because star Wars has humor and it works, especially stuff in the Mandalorian. You know, I think stuff with the Mithril works really, really well. Um, but I think that the over the top humor that, that star that Marvel has needs to stay mm -hmm. with that studio. And I think that star Wars has developed its own style. Mm -hmm. And it needs to stick with that. Um, the only actor off of this cast list that I recognize um, is Charlie Barnett. And he actually was a character in the show You, which is on Netflix. Oh. Um, it's about uh, a guy who basically is a serial killer, but you see everything from 
his thoughts and his point of view. So like Dahmer. Pretty much. It's a really, really good show. I highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, he plays like a side character in season two of the show. And he does a really good job acting. So I he is, his character was really interesting. So I'm really hopeful that um, he gets used in this show more than just a minor role. Mm-hmm. I know uh, Lee Jung-jae, uh, he was in Squid Game. Oh, really? That's what I know that he's from. Because uh, I think I looked at him and I went, he looks really familiar. I think he was in Squid Game. And I looked it up and I saw it and I was like, ha, that's funny. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I think the cast looks really stacked right now. And I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah, I'm just excited for more different Star Wars content. So so where's Darth Plagueis? Where is he? Not around. Where is he? <laughs> Let me get cameo. Yeah. That would be cool. So uh, a couple other I things. I think it's a possibility. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Um, but we got a couple other things here, a couple yes. housekeeping things. Jackson has something very cool to share with everybody. To today. unveil this absolutely amazing custom that I actually got by Commander Cook. Thank you so much again for spending time on this and sending it to me. Gotta show this off real quick. Look at that. It is a heavy from Battlefront 2 because that's kind of the design that uh, I requested when he was asking me about that before. Got the Z6 rotary cannon on stack. Dude's got the Merce and the backpack. So you know I'm carrying so much stuff in that to begin with. But the detail on this is literally astounding. Like it is so, so well done. It's like hard to even believe that he made this and it isn't like something I just got like from Hasbro. Thank you so much. Oh, it is absolutely better than Hasbro, but you know what I mean though? Thank you so much Commander Cook for getting me this. Like I'm still like geeking about it as well. I keep sending around being like, look at this. Saul made a figure for me. Isn't this awesome? The customs are a coming. They are a coming. We got one more. We got one more coming just whenever it gets done. Yep. Very excited. Skywalker, you've been uh, dabbling a lot in the uh, custom figures yourself uh, with those AliExpress ones. Yeah, I uh, I recently, I I wanted to do a video on them uh, for a while, but it's kind of like a, I don't know, like some people think it's kind of a touchy subject. And I mean, it is because I think technically like it would be considered like illegal or like fraudulent or something like that. But like, I'm not, I, I don't want to like promote it, but it's a, like a little like collecting hack kind of video that I made. And I just didn't see a lot of videos on that particular subject. So I just thought it was a good video idea and, um, something that, you know, if you didn't know about now you do, and it's a great cheap way to get, clones and especially for customizers uh getting your hands on a lot of clone bodies is is pretty hard if you're going straight from hasbro so having that you know 22 dollar straight shipped um and you know you can get as many as you want and it's just a great option for uh, army building and customizing I agree. Jackson, you look so stupid right now. Every- oh my God. <laughs> we have, okay. So, so Skywalker members. can't see yeah, us. Skywalker can't see us because um, of the way that we have this set up. We have a monitor right in front of us, a big TV where everybody else is looking <laughs> at Skywalker at the TV and Jackson's just staring over his shoulder <laughs> like a hawk. Just. 
I feel like there's a big stork on the other end of the table. Just you know that bird from Up. That's what Jackson's like if right now. Knows what a shoe it just makes bill sense, is. bro. If you know what a shoe bill is, it, it's this huge bird, and it's like six feet tall. Oh, the one that sounds like a machine gun when yes. it clacks its bill. Just dun, 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 dun. yeah, Jackson yeah. just staring. Like Jackson's a shoe <laughs> bill, bro. Just watch that. him on the monitor. I've I've been trying to nudge you and be like, look at him on the monitor. So you're not like. Oh, man, so is, he is gazing. Sur- he's surveying, bro. <laughs> just, I can't. I can't take my eyes off of him. Skywalker, when you see this video, you're just gonna. You're gonna feel how awkward it is. You're gonna feel just Jackson just cocking his head back over his shoulder, gazing upon Tommy and I just to look at your beautiful face. Jackson's gonna be like, guys, my neck hurts really bad tomorrow morning. And he'll be like, I don't know. I don't know why. You'll go to be chill, man. <laughs> Uh, so we got the stork on the podcast with us today. Uh, everyone, another little bit of housekeeping. I actually have been working quite a bit on my armor recently. Oh, um, I finished my helmet for Arc Commander Blitz. I got the visor in it. It looks very, very cool. Um, we have the gauntlets done. The shin guards are done. And um, I think I mentioned this already, but Tall Guy One Hundred Two. Shout out mm-hmm. to you again, dude, um, for printing out uh, the blaster pistols and the holsters because those did not come with the kit i got the midsection is fitted now it's all nice. velcroed together it's ready to go it's nice and the seams look natural um and now all we have to do is finish up the comma which my wonderful grandmother who is a seamstress is going to put that together and we'll uh, we'll have it done before december 3rd so i'm very excited to unveil so pay attention it's going to be right here at thirteen thirteen tommy's collection I post updates on my armor on that page on Instagram. So, and I'll probably post on 1313 podcast when I finish the costume, do an official unveiling, and I'll have Jackson and Jacob do a life-size action figure review of me in the suit Uh as well. We'll make sure to, um, we'll get him to the top of a stadium and then we'll push him down the stairs and see how long it takes him to to break his neck. Our Commander Blitz drop test. Will it work? (laughs) (laughs) Our Commander Blitz articulation check. (laughs) (laughs) What is it, Ambo's band? crunch yeah i'm very excited about that how bulletproof is tommy's armor oh i can test that so can i whoa guys we'll go we'll start with small arms or move our way up skywalker back me up here bro skywalker back me up here. <laughs> looks like you're gonna need some some upgraded armor man i don't know what to tell you <laughs> good thing i'm unkillable you know so i don't know how, how if i have a cool down or not i might i don't know if i would We'll find out. I used mine for this for at least. Huh? <laughs> I used mine at least for this year. Yes. If you don't know what that joke is, you got to go back and find it in the podcast episode. So watch all of our stuff, please. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then, right. real quick, last thing. Um, I should have brought this up earlier with Commander Cook. Uh, shout out to Commander Cook for giving us a shout out on Star Wars yes, series uh, <laughs> Rule of Two live stream. Uh, he sent a clip into the Discord. He donated a ten dollar super chat. Uh, to try and get a shout out for the thirteen thirteen podcast, and they were very disinterested. Um, shout out <laughs> to the thirteen thirteen podcast on YouTube. Those guys are super interesting now. And he went back to doing whatever he had before. Yeah, they didn't look like they were having a good time on the stream. So. No, no. Yeah, they ain't like us. They ain't cool. No, no. They're just not chill like us. But if either of them ever want to come on the show and they ever see this, we'd love to talk to you. Love to. Have a chat. Mm-hmm. We had Mark Thompson on the show. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> you could have anyone. Mm-hmm. 
So everyone, I think it is about time. Skywalker, do you have any real quick any news or like anything updates before we talk about Andor? Uh, no, I mean not really. I I am working on a video right now where uh, I'm gonna be discussing the best ever Black Series wave. Really? And uh, because just with the new wave coming out, I thought that without a shadow of a doubt that would be the best wave compared to all the other ones but i i don't think so after looking at all the waves i'm like there's one that beats it so i think it's going to be an interesting video so cool i can't wait to see that i i know that um it's coming to that time of year where people do top 10 black series figures of 2022 we should do what if we did one and we like spoofed it real hard it was like top 10, but it was actually like the worst figures. Top five draft list. <laughs> and each person bro, can only pick one se- figure. Football season is almost over, bro. Nah, bro, but I'm saying we each pick. Like if one person takes a figure for their list, you can't have that figure for your list. Yeah, that's how draft picks work. Yeah, but it's not a draft. <laughs> I, want... I have I no words for how stupid that was. Dude, I'm just on another plane of thinking. I'm a little, I'm a higher intellectual being, but what I was saying um, to Skywalker though, was like, I I do think that it is nice when people do things like you're doing where you put a spin on the video. Cause I feel like everybody just does the same, like they'll do a list, they'll do the same figures and it's like, oh yeah, everyone knows that these were the best of the year Mm -hmm. and it's very repetitive. So I think that it's cool when people put a little spin on it like that. So everybody, let's talk. Did you send him? Is he watching me? Did you come here to kill me? Who is it? Let's talk Andor. Ep- season 1, episode 11, yep. Daughter of Ferrix. Isn't the next episode the finale? The yes. next episode is the finale. So, first impressions. Sorry. I want to hear from Skywalker first. Skywalker, what were your first impressions of this episode of Andor? Um, man, the... The last, like, three or four episodes, I think the last three in general, have just, at at the end of each of them, I'm just like, man, like, I cannot believe we're getting this right now. Like, not saying that any of the other shows have been bad, but, like, they're all kind of the same, like, overall feel. And uh, this is just something totally different that, I don't know, just, it's just superb like filmmaking in general and uh i've just really been enjoying it and this last episode was no exception i mean that like end space battle i don't know what they did to like make that so like intense and like i don't know it was just really you got the feels from it when luthan's just starts going off on those on those uh tie fighters so uh yeah i just think it's an amazing show and definitely deserves some awards when it's uh all said and done yeah i think luthan's ship might be my new favorite ship in star wars i i just gotta say the fondor talking about moon knight and batman and i got no shame and i got no shame (laughs) i'm gonna just say the lasers coming out. I was like, that's a thing? That's a thing now? My man got the Darth Maul ship. Now you know what we were talking about. Because Jacob hadn't seen yeah. it yet, and Jackson and I were giving spoilers out of context. Yeah. And that was one of the things that we had brought up was, 
um, just kind of the the Darth mm. Maul, the Darth Maul ship, the Darth Maul aspect. Of yeah, it. when you said it's the Darth Maul ship, I was watching. I was like, this just does not look like Darth Maul ship at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know what they talking about. I thought that was pretty ingenious with the whole have smaller metal objects and then they'll get pulled yes. faster. Physical projectiles. When he, like, when he was trying to get his way out of the tractor beam, I wonder. I was kind of wondering if he was going to start trying to do what um, uh, Luke does in Air of the Empire, where he tries to outrun it and while it continues to track him, he like accelerates faster and faster and then cuts his velocity completely so the tractor beam just kind of goes in front of him ah. just for long enough for him to hit light speed. Mm-hmm. I was I was like, oh, is he about to do the thing from the from Heir to the Empire, but he didn't. I I did like the the solution that they had though. I don't understand why it took so long for it, for the the trash to to load. Like the, was he just running on malware internet on his? <laughs> I think it's because I think it's honestly because he was using a lot of power for his thrusters, mm-hmm. and I think that the thrusters were a distraction for activating the countermeasures. Mm-hmm. I don't know though. I don't know. Or it might have just been a whole thing about calibrating the thrusters, so it was fighting against the level of tractor beam that they were using, while also like trying to program these things to f- fly on the same frequency. I don't know. I thought that the, seeing a tie bomber was super cool. I'm I, sad that it got blown up. I saw it for like two I seconds. I saw it for two seconds. I was like, oh, a tie bomber. It makes sense now that Lego is doing a tie bomber set. They'll probably label it as an Andor set. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. that would be a dope idea. Even though, you again, you literally see it for a second and then it blows up. I went, oh, a tie bomber. And then I went, Oh, tie bomber. <laughs> <Ty> <laughs> yeah, but it was just, and again, like I thought the second time I watched it through, him spinning with the ship, I was like, oh, he just did that like for show. But no, it makes sense because the TIE fighters could have easily dodged if he would have stayed stationary. Mm-hmm. So him spinning made it a lot more difficult for the TIE fighters to evade that attack. He'll spin. That's a good trick. I'll try spinning. That's a good trick. <laughs> My man is in Star Wars Top 5 Pilots. I'm going to just put it out there. He has the Transformer ship, the Darth Maul ship. He has... <laughs> This is completely unrelated, but I saw, like, I was just scrolling through YouTube this morning, just looking at stuff, and I saw somebody had made a minute-long video of the still of him being searched by one of Sagar's men with that stick being, and the caption was, is Luthen actually a Jedi? And I was like... I'm leaving. I'll see you guys later. I'm I'm so tired of seeing (laughs) theories of Luthen. Is Luthen a Sith? Is Luthen a Jedi? Is Luthen... No! He's just Skywalker. a dude! Did you see that at all? <sighs> so, I I haven't seen that, actually, but I, I saw a good one that he was uh, an ex-Republic like, officer or something um, during the Clone Wars, but which I thought could have been interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't really... I don't know, I feel like there's not like a ton of like theories for this show in general. But like maybe, maybe it's just not what what's coming up on my like social media news feeds and stuff. So mm-hmm. I I'm not gonna lie though. I definitely when they held that up at first, I was like, is that a lightsaber? Because we know earlier in the show he has like that walk that retractable stick, but the, the bonk stick. Yeah, yeah, but the housing for that is completely different from this. The housing for that it was just a solid gray tube with white end caps, and it was like a gunmetal gray completely different so and the fact that he is an antique shop owner it wouldn't be out of the ordinary for him to own a lightsaber as an antique 
So he might be carrying one, like, actually. That could be a lightsaber, it could not be. We don't know, because it didn't go... I, don't know. <laughs> I know the Luthen Rail Black Series figure The comes with a club, with a sheath, Ooh, okay. and it looks exactly like this one from this episode. Okay. So mm. I, I think that that is what that accessory is coming from in that moment. Um, speaking of the Republic, though, did okay. anyone else catch... I caught this on my second viewing. Um, in the shop... There is a Naboo headdress that Padme mm-hmm. wears in Attack of the Clones when they're traveling to Naboo and pretending I to be peasants. I did someone point that out, yeah. That was super cool. Yeah, I didn't expect that at all. It feels like every time we go to the shop, there's something that we missed or there's something that's new that's out yeah. that he has. And it's just so crazy. I mean, it's nice to look at the stuff that's familiar before, like the Temple Guard mask, the Kyle Cori, the Very uh, Gungan oh. shield. All this other stuff. Just fact-checked what Tommy said about the the Black Series figure. It's actually very different. Very okay. different indeed. That is. So um. So it, I guess I just, I'll just go jump off a bridge. Mm-hmm. Yep, Tommy, you were wrong. So yep. wrong, in fact, that it's embarrassing to even have you on the show. So. Dang, bro. <laughs> Dang, okay. So I'm glad that Bix comes with ratchet straps, though. <laughs> no, wait. We get ratchet straps in Star Wars? Maybe I can practice with those so Dad won't yell at me when I don't know how to use them. Yeah, if <laughs> this, this dude has no idea how to use a ratchet strap. We are not going to go into this at all. Didn't we have to use them in high school on the rowing team? Yeah, yeah. but I never touched them. Yeah, because this... Numbskull doesn't talk know how to. About the he doesn't know how to. Straps. We're not gonna talk. You literally about put it through straps. one hole and you wrap it around the other. And you're Maybe because every time I try to use them, you and Dad are like. How about you? Ever I just Pac-Man? have to stand there. You ever played Pac-Man? I'm gonna kill you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're here to hear first, y'all. I'm just glad that Skywalker Hendrix is here kindness, to witness all this. In Minecraft, I'm gonna kill him in Minecraft. <laughs> Let me clarify that. Your diamonds. Have disappeared. Your diamonds? My Your wolf diamonds. no longer exists. You have something I want. You need to update that server. <sighs> Dude, I don't have enough dedicated wham for my Minecraft server. Well, you, all you have to do is turn the game on and start the update. That's all I have. Look at all these notes, bro. Look at all these notes. <laughs> what the heck? I got, I got so many notes. From the but to episode? be fair, we already been through like a quarter of them just from talking about. Tommy said about. I wrote down the whole New Testament to talk about today. Okay, okay. Let me hit y'all with this. Narkia 5, when we're on it, we actually see Narkians. Yeah. I didn't think that would happen, and I thought it was really um, interesting. They're called Narkinians, actually. They were pretty ugly. Yeah, <laughs> I was happy we got practical, not great-looking aliens to begin with. It's good that, again, Big the lore is expanding. Big uggies. The squiggies. <laughs> That's what they were fishing for. Mm-hmm. And they had their cum nets. I literally, in my notes, I literally have a note that just says, cum trap. (laughs) Skywalker, you digging the cum trap or not? We need a Black Series version with uh, with, uh, that as an accessory. Hasbro just come out with some some slime. (laughs) (laughs) A two-pack. It's like it's got to come in a little flarp bin. No, it'll come in a back to tank full of just goo. (laughs) Excrement. Black Series 2 pack, the one that doesn't speak English, and then Melchi. Obese Hellboy. (laughs) Obese Hellboy. (laughs) And then Daddy Long Hands. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, I thought that it was very nice to see 
natives and again one didn't speak basic at all and yeah. the other one kind of spoke spoken riddles and i had no like, idea what they said the entire Dude, i turned on <laughs> subtitles because i couldn't hear in the morning and i was reading that and i was like am i having a stroke right no now? so i on wednesdays i wake up at six in the morning so i can watch the episode okay mm -hmm. so i'm like half awake this happened and upon my first viewing i i just kept going I kept thinking, I have no idea what's happening right now. <laughs> I have no idea. And then I had to like, I just kept telling myself, I'm going to have to watch this again. And the second the scene came on, <laughs> subtitles. So I was like, there's no way I can tell what he said. And he'd spoken riddles. Um, but what I thought was riddles, it just ended up being like old English. Yeah. Like kind of like 1700s um, English. Shout uh, out to people in England, bro. Yeah. And they basically were Canadians because he kept saying, hey, yeah, at the end of every sentence. Hey, yeah. Uh, and yeah, that, isn't the first time that we see a quad jumper in The Force Awakens? Yep, they drive a quad jumper, which is from... Yep. We'll take the quad jumper. And then it's also in Mando. The garbage will do. Yep, it is in Mando as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um... And it's still a piece of garbage every yep. time we see it on screen. Mm -hmm. I like how it, it started and then it kind of fell below and it was dipped into the water and then got its act together and started rolling. Ooh, I thought it was dope too that when um, Cassian and Melchi were hiding, they were hiding from a Thai Reaper. Yeah. Um, which is one of my favorite Imperial ships. Uh, it's if, For anyone who doesn't know, it's in Rogue One is where it was it first came out. It was the dropship for the Death Troopers on Scarif. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was surprised that you didn't mention that when we were talking about the TIE Bomber. I was like, oh, I thought that was Tommy's favorite. Remember when we sure. tried to play Star Wars Squadrons for like two weeks and I was like, I'm going to play as the TIE Reaper. And then I looked at, then I played the campaign and went, I'm not going to play this game anymore. Mm -hmm. That is arguably one of the biggest pre-order regrets of my existence. Mm -hmm. Good thing it was only 40 bucks. Right next Skywalker, to Gun Game Do you ever online. play Squadrons? Uh, I, I did not. I'm not, like, a huge uh, gamer in general. Like, I honestly only play video games, like, like maybe, like, five times a year I sit down and, like, actually play. What but, do you play on? Yeah, just not a huge gamer. I do, like, like Jedi Fallen Order. You know, I've played that all the way through. Stuff like that. I've You know, Red Dead is, like, my favorite game oh, of all man. time. Uh, Red Dead 2's guys. The, the Spider-Man PS4. The Spider-Man PS4 game is goaded as well. But, like, other than that, I'm just not a huge, not huge into gaming, so I never check that one out. Sounds like you're much more of a single-player, story-driven kind of person. Uh-oh. I want to light my Xbox on fire. Oh. It sounds like he could never take me on a 1v1 on Rust. Jackson, you've never touched Rust. He's touched Rust. Jake. It's not the game. The map. Russ. Oh. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> I don't even know who this guy is. If anyone didn't know, we're actually working to phase Jackson out of the show, and that's why we're bringing Skywalker Hendrix is the first audition mm -hmm. to phase Jackson out of the show. Oh. <laughs> when Jackson gets deployed and he's in Alaska. They don't have Wi-Fi in Alaska. Yes, they do. They just have, they just have caribou and snow. And so then uh, you don't get deployed to Alaska. Actually, we're I mean we were gonna surprise you, but I'll just tell you now for the Christmas stream, we were gonna sing Christmas carols and we were gonna get to uh and in case you didn't hear, you're fired! And then we would tell you, You're fired, so get out of here. The whole the whole thing that we were gonna do, we um you might have heard of this guy. He used to have this show on TV where he would tell people that they were fired. His name was Donald J. Trump. We were actually gonna have him come on the show and fire you himself. <laughs> so <laughs> Jackson. 
You're fired. I feel like that'd be the best way to get let go at this point. I have a FedEx box waiting for you outside. <laughs> Y'all are awful. They're shipping you to Alaska. The cleaning in this room will no longer be done if I'm not here. Yeah, well. Huh. I mean, you don't do it anyway. I wonder why my allergies always flare up from my dust allergy. That's him, bro. I gotta do what I'm late. <laughs> I ain't got time. You want to know what's in the in the air in here now? Tons and tons of charcoal powder. Asbestos. Oh, dude, I just went through my collection today and dusted all the shelves, and it gets dusty really fast. Skywalker, do you have any tips and tricks for people who are looking to clean and dust their collection? Uh, I would suggest first getting a detol, like glass case detol. Um, and then it's very minimal and yeah, it, it basically simplifies it just a ton and I don't use it for all my figures. Obviously you can see right here, they're just on a shelf. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really have any tips. You just, sometimes you just got to take them all down and get her done. But yeah. I will say a, a, a tip for making it more fun is, you know, you, you get to repose those figures. You get to mess around, you know, Yes. get those figures that are on the back, back of the shelf that you haven't touched in a while and just messing them with them. It kind of, it, it helps to uh, keep the collection fresh feeling too. So mm -hmm. that's basically all I got for tips. If you really want to get through, get cleaning off your collection in a really quick pace, what you need to do is you need to take a Spotify playlist and you press shuffle and you have to try to clean the entire playlist by the time a song ends. And if you don't, you tase yourself in between songs. How do you that'll clean really, a playlist? That'll... <laughs> hmm? You said you have to clean the entire playlist. Nah, clean the entire collection. My See, bad, Jacob's dog. the type of guy where if he was on a plane and someone said... We have 39 people and 40 parachutes. Jacob would go, I guess I'll just jump. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, nah, shoot, I can land that, though. Bro, nah, is, you're dyslexic in speech. Mm -hmm. No, nah, it, it's called autism. It's, um, <laughs> if, if somebody said, if somebody said, hey, my, ch my lips are chapped, and I was in an airport, I'd be like, oh, I brought my lip balm, and then I'm that type of guy. And I immediately get sacked by airport security and be like, what did I do? Fun fact, every time every time Jackson and I go through airport security, I don't know if this happened to him last time when he was going to Hawaii, nope. um, but when we would go through airport security together, we would always get stopped for having gunpowder on our hands for some reason, and I don't know I why. I got that TSA pre-check, so they don't even check me anymore. <laughs> oh, uh -huh. we, we, uh, we were going through the airport, and they said, we swabbed your hands that had gunpowder on them, and we said, hmm, they had what on it? And I said, I haven't fired a gun in months. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Wash you don't actually. More. I actually don't wash my hands ever. Actually, you want to smell them? You know, seventy percent of all TSA employees actually work five years or more in counterintelligence, and then the other <laughs> screw you. Twenty percent are military. I they just to they want you, you to think it's Joe Schmo people, but it's actually like people who know what they're doing, even though they act like jerks. I had Jacob's fingers in my mouth, so I, I didn't hear a word you said. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Nobody would have cared anyway. Skywalker <laughs> cared, and you know what? That's okay. How do you know he cared? Because he nodded you, his head. Skywalker, did you care? I actually did not know that, so like, that's kind of interesting. See, See, I take a class on You're supposed to say no. You're supposed like, to say no for the bit. There's all these like, cool <laughs> tips and tricks. Like, so, 
this is going to be a little bit funny. So Al-Qaeda actually has a magazine. Don't look it up or like literally the government will immediately track you, but it's called Inspire by Al-Qaeda. You can't make this shit up. And so every year they come oh, out Jackson with- Jackson just uses the Sorry, swear I used pass. the one swear pass for today. They come out with a new edition every however many years they decide and talk about how to commit terrorist acts in America and how you can do it yourself. And so, like, one of the biggest worries is that you can easily commit a terrorist attack on public transportation, such as a train. And so to combat they that... They publish this in a magazine. It's in a publicly available magazine online. Do not look it up, though. Like, I'm actually not even joking. Damn, bro, I had no clue that Inspire was by St. Jude Children's Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me that Al-Qaeda is sponsoring St. Jude's Children's Hospital, Jackson? You're telling me that St. Jude's no, 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 no. Hospital okay, so is, here's what I'm is getting sponsoring Al-Qaeda? So in... <laughs> Train stations, what they have behind the walls, essentially, are scanners already in place so that when you walk by with a bag, it already can scan your bag for explosives and, like, any sort of object so that if it scans and it tests, it alerts Viper officers, which is, like, a combination of local Just law enforcement. Just a pot of snakes. Why do they hire snakes? Isn't Asks that against, like, work laws? Betty Dangerous. Labor laws? You it's go a little bit of local, like, state and federal like law enforcement that can like immediately stop that person for like whatever they may have mm -hmm. so like there's like a whole lot of like secret so, ways that they combat terrorism they to, work with um john hopkins for that so uh to all you audio listeners love you to death make sure that you google inspire by al-qaeda do not um do if not. you want some easy if you reading. google inspire if you google anything by edward snowden you will almost forever be on a watch list edward snowden is from hunger games yikes Definitely looked up Edward Snowden. Definitely on a watch list. No, I'm not tweaking. I'm right. Hold so and I definitely was a fan of <laughs> So Dude Katniss for life, bro. So uh I did wanna I did wanna say, you know, rest in peace, Marva. Rest in peace, Marva. She gone, she dead. It happened in a way I wasn't expecting. Um, yeah. And I'm also very depressed that B2 Emo has clinical depression now because of this thing happening it, it, it just the whole episode seeing him not being able to cope with marva's death just has me absolutely just yeah I'm that had me torn up in the beginning i'm not favorite character in, in hunger games okay i'm not stupid I favorite was hunger games character. Don't, look, don't look up this stuff dude like, what is happening right now okay so at any rate no i think it was cool something that i saw at the beginning talking about was the contrast about how um in the beginning, we see the perspective of B2 Emo, how he's freaking out in a way because people are using him as an object, like somebody set something on him and he's afraid of becoming just an object again and being forgotten. And how the guy who's the worker, who's friends with Cassian, treats B2 Emo like a person and, and that's what helps him like calm down and whatnot. Yeah. What are we talking about? I like... We're talking about the beginning of the episode. Jacob was too busy being enamored by yep. domestic terrorism to... Uh... It's my favorite thing. The 1313 podcast does not condone domestic terrorism or conspiracy of domestic terrorism. If you participate in any of those activities, please see yourself out. We do not want any. Guys, we're storming the Capitol. We're doing it again. <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> Jackson was there. January 6th. Jackson was there. Stop making I can confirm. right now. I, I can have, confirm. I have pictures of Jackson at the Capitol <laughs> on January 6th. Shut up. Um... So we also find out, though, that Marva is a member of the Daughters of Ferrix, and that is what the title yes. of the episode is named after. Who are also the chicks carrying her out at the end, or like members. Yes. You meant like 
Daughters of Liberty, I think. Here's Jackson and his friends inside. Dude, can can you stop showing pictures of domestic terrorists? It's funny. It's not. It's funny. Let's quit with that. Let's quit with that. Anyways. Um... Yes, so she's a she's a daughter of Ferrix, and I mm-hmm. think that I think my personal theory here, and okay. you know, everyone, let me know how you feel about this, is that the Empire actually poisoned her to get rid of her because they found out that she was sneaking under the hotel, and I think that when people find this out, it's going to be what causes them to riot. Either that, or she left some sort of manifesto saying that she believed in the rebel cause and that they needed to fight against the oppression of the Empire. I feel like there's going to be some, if the Empire's already giving him such a hard time about having a permit to hold her funeral and whatnot, something will happen at the funeral that will end up being the turning point. And I feel like maybe a trooper might get involved in a negative way, or they might plant somebody to do something and the be like, oh, happened. the people are acting up. No, it didn't. Yeah, it no, did. it hasn't happened yet. No, they said that she's in the stone. They already... Burned her, put but her in didn't bricks, do and they the thing yet, Jacob. Yeah, they did. They paraded her through they, the street. That was literally the whole point of the first part, was because they were requesting the permit, and then Dedra allowed it, said to keep it a small gathering and whatnot. They escorted her body out of the building. That wasn't the funeral. They need to hold the formal event. But then after that whole thing happened, then the guy goes, she's, she's gone, she's in the stone. So that and then he that... doubles back and says, not yet. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice that either till the second time I watched. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But Andor, you're confusing. Skywalker, what Skywalker. are your um what are your thoughts on that? So I actually think that her like she's gonna basically be put into a brick. I think that brick is gonna be thrown at like a stormtrooper or like like, they're, they're about to, like, put it in the wall or something, and then, like, a stormtrooper or, like, one of the Imperials, like, says something, like, last second, and they, like, I think it's probably going to be, I don't know if it'll be casting, because I don't think the the Imperials would, like, probably be on him before he could, like, actually put uh, the brick, like, on whatever wall they're going to put it in. and But I think that brick is going to, like, start whatever happens in the last episode where everyone just turns on the empire and like kind of the rebellion of characters started with that brick being thrown. Interesting. I like that theory. That's a nice idea for sure. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I think I still find it funny that somebody's going to eat his mom, but like dude, or, or like, what if like they're going, the, the empire tries to tell them where to put the brick. Ooh. You know, like what if they're like, you know, you it's have to such a dumb idea. Put it by the toilet, <laughs> and then they're like, no, and they throw it at him. <laughs> I, I still, can't. it's such a dumb tradition. We take, we take your loved ones. We I burn thought that them. was a cool idea. We put them in some random built. Dude, how would you feel if your corpse was used to build up a porta potty, like a public restroom? How would that make? You? I'm think, dead. I don't care. I think honestly, it it gives culture to Ferrix. Yes, and I think that oh, a, no, it's, a thing that this show does very well is give culture and substance to, like we just talked about with the Narcanians. Mm-hmm. I never expected to see a local species, let alone have them have one who didn't speak basic and one who did, but spoke not. in <laughs> old did English. Not. You know, did not like, speak basic. Spoke in Yoda. Because that was a nice detail as well, because not every alien speaks basic, and we finally have a little bit of like a language issue now. Yeah. I thought that was a nice touch, too, yeah. because typically there's an astromech or a protocol droid that can fix it. Yeah. And to me, it's just, it makes the show have a lot more depth and it feels 
more lived in and more Star Wars in that way. Mm-hmm. You want to hear Mommy Mothma? Bro, listen. Before I get bro, into my favorite bro, part of the episode. Listen, bro. Okay. Mothma arranged I've wanted, marriage. One more thing I wanted to touch on okay. real quick. This same sequence with the beginning of the episode. Yep. There, So Cinta is spying on Marva. Yes. And then obviously she relays to Vel that, mm-hmm. the, that Marva's dead. Then there's this other guy who's there in the bar. I and I didn't know who he was at first until I watched it the second time. Jacob is right. He is ISB. He is the one who interrogates Bix in the episode, which, by the way, Bix looks awful. They did such a good job with the makeup on this to make her look like she has been through hell. Mm -hmm. And they didn't even actually, like, physically torture her. They just mentally tortured her. Young Mm -hmm. Slaughter, MP3. That, uh, (laughs) the ISB guy was in the previous episode, too, when they were talking about, like, watching uh, his mom and whatnot. But it was, like... It was so obvious he was ISP, which ties into the whole theme of they're so proud that they don't even, like, know that this dude can literally waltz in and someone with a brain can be like, you're definitely ISP. Yeah, for me, I I didn't catch on at first when I watched it the first time. And again, I don't know if it's because I watched it early in the morning and I was, like, half awake, but I I caught it the second time through. And it's only because I recognized his face. Um, but... Jackson, if you want to talk about some Mommy Mothma. Mommy Mothma wasn't my favorite part. I was talking about hit that before we hit my favorite oh, part. Oh, let's hit that then. Let's hit that okay, then. Okay, yeah. So, Mon Mothma. She's okay with giving away her daughter because her daughter's a fan of the traditional culture of their people, I guess? I Well, I, I don't think she's... Uh-oh. <laughs> so we completely lost Skywalker Hendrix. Thank you to um, Orbit Wi-Fi. Brought to you by... It's a Disney company um, for your trash Wi-Fi. You were good for like the first three or four years. Well, we still have our audio. <laughs> so uh, I'm well, going to try and get Skywalker back while we uh, we can keep talking about mm. this then. I, um, oh, it says our internet died. Our, our internet's out completely? Yeah. I just looked at my phone. Oh, my, my internet's fine. Mine's here. Okay, now it's back. Mm-hmm. It, um, I had the exclamation mark next to it. I'll text him real quick. But um, so with <laughs> Mon Mothma, um, I don't think she's okay uh, with giving away her daughter's hand and i don't think her daughter's gonna be okay with the idea i think she does just follow like the the she likes the old traditions uh skywalker of, can you hear us of the ways of old i got uh, it well look at tommy's beautiful face on the tv oh uh, no it's there well yeah that's right yeah that's right skywalker can you hear us no, I don't think you can. You gotta add yourself. Oh, can hey. you hear us? <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, uh, un- un- unmute. Go ahead, unmute there. Yeah, I lost you guys no, for like the last two minutes. Yeah, okay, no, yeah, we just we lost internet connection for a second there, but okay. yeah, the podcast is still going. So yeah, we're good. Yes, and okay. this is. I mean, technical difficulties is as as we do as, as we do. It's a part of our brain. Most mediocre podcast. Um, we were talking about Mommy Mothma. I don't think uh, she's okay yeah. with giving away her daughter's hand. And I just think that her daughter is a fan of the traditions. But I do, I do think that when the uh, thing is posed, hey, arranged marriage, I think she's going to be like, Mom, I hate you even more than I already hate you. Which I don't understand why she hates Mon Mothma so much. But yeah. And she's literally the better parent. I kind of expected it to be Perrin, um, Mon Mothma's husband, to be the one who is pushing for this. And that's what Vel thought as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we end up seeing that it is her daughter uh, who is the one that's into it. And even when she comes up 
to say hi to Vel after her little meeting, she gives Mon Mothma like this really like the hairy eye. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, hey, what, now? Is, what is your issue, dude? Such an angsty teen. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's the disconnect between Mon and her daughter. Mon Mothma wants her daughter to have the freedom of choice as to who she wants to be with. And it's actually her daughter that is resenting that. Maybe that's part of their dynamic as to why she hates her mom. It's whack. It's all whack. What do you think on that, Skywalker? Yeah, um, it is, like, interesting uh, as to why she dislikes her mom so much. And maybe it's just the fact that she kind of wants her daughter to not live the same life she lived. Um, but maybe that's like what her daughter actually wants. So there's just kind of, a they're butting heads almost, or like, um, they, they see themselves going down different directions and each of them don't want that. So, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to get more of like a kind of a concrete explanation as to like what made her not like her mom or. Are there things that her dad lets her do that, uh, you know, Mon Mothma won't? And that's why, like, so it is very interesting dynamic, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's a good theory. I think that we will eventually get a more solid explanation. But in the meantime, this is a great loophole for Mon to end up setting up her daughter with um, the gangster's son. Yes. You know, because that was something she wasn't interested in, but... Her daughter, maybe she, maybe part of it is that she, her daughter thinks that this is what's best for herself, but her, but Mon Mothma is like, I, I maybe thought the same thing at one time, but I, I don't think so anymore. I think Mon Mothma doesn't want to see her daughter go down the path that she's been down, but her daughter kind of makes, it makes her daughter want to do it more. I mean, that's a typical scenario we see it's like when American to, mothers and daughters. You're about to put the laundry away and then your mom says... Jacob, put the laundry away. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> it's, um... No, it's... My big thing is, I feel like we have so many loose ends to this story, and there's one episode left. I don't know how everything's going to get tied together. I mean, we have set up now that pretty much everybody's going back to Ferrix. We got yes. that one scene with Cyril where Linus gives him the FaceTime and and tells him that he... Is that you, sir? (laughs) Oh, what what, what do you have information for me? I'm doing well, sir! (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Cyril's definitely going back to Ferrix. He's going to try and kill Cassian. I don't think kill him. Maybe bring him to justice so he can get a spot with the ISB. With Dedra, his sweet Mm. baboo. Which actually... (laughs) 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 Which actually, looking back... Um, I love you so much. You got me this promotion. Do I love you? you so much, Dedra? I mean, this, this dude's massaging your my strong my bicep muscular biceps, right Dedra. Now. Strong muscular. Whoa. Hey. Um. So I think maybe that looking back, that maybe Cyril is enamored with Dedra being a form of imperial justice rather than Dedra herself, because she's the only one. Bit. Yeah, I, I mean, she's she's the she's like the embodiment of justice to him, and because he's so obsessed and infatuated with the concept of justice, I think that that is what's making him so attracted to her. 
Mm-hmm. I think I think it, it it's more. I mean, he's creepy nonetheless. Yeah. But I think that there that's the might be the motivation behind his creepiness. I saw a point online given saying that Andor does a really good job of showing us the radicalization of Cassian and Cyril to both their respective Ooh, sides. Ooh, yes, and yeah. I thought that was a really good point that somebody made. Yes. Very sad when Cassian's mom uh, bites the dust and Cassian finds out about it at the end. My man finds out over yeah. FaceTime. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but can we talk about my favorite part of the episode? No. No. I was talking about how Cassian's mom died. But um, this is the coolest. But, but I wanted to talk about this first. Do you actually okay. have something to say? Yeah, I wanted to talk about how... Oh, like, he okay, actually has something. Go, okay, go, go, ahead, go ahead. I wanted to talk about how the performance was like really, really cutting. But oh. the fact that he doesn't say a word to his buddy about this. He just casually finds out that his mom's dead. He just hangs up, walks over to the sunset, and he's like, you good? He's like, yep. Yeah, I'm fine. He doesn't even mention it, which is like one of those moments where you think every human wants to be like, have like their moment of grieving, like like when their family dies, um, especially his last remaining family. So the fact that he just kind of brushes it under the rug and then his buddy's like, I'm going to go because we need to tell everybody about what happened. And he's just left there on his own, staring into the sunset, which you could also, also, also say Luke Skywalker looking into his sunset is the turning point in his life, which starts his hero's journey. This is the same point for Cassian. When he turns his life over to the rebellion, he's going to start actually fighting against the empire rather than just fighting for himself. Wabam. Wabam. I, I had like it. truth bomb. This, so, well, staring into the horizon and the sunset is such like, it's, it's a turning point. It's, it's the paradigm shift in star Wars. It is the moment that is like the definitive, like they were this now they're this. Yeah. It happens all the time, hmm. all the time. So you can see the, like another example, Anakin looking into the sunset on Coruscant, crying in the Jedi temple. That's the paradigm shift of when he decides that he's going to fully disobey Mace Windu's words and go after Palpatine. That is one of the paradigm shifts in his character that leads him into the dark side, the complete disobedience. I liked that. Very nice. Very it's nice. like a poem. It rhymes. It's like poetry. It rhymes. It rhymes. So Jackson, what is this? This part you've been waiting to talk about. Okay, here. so my favorite part of the episode had to be the bit between Saw Gerrera and Luthen. We oh, yeah. briefly touched on the beginning, but it was just the real... It's cool to see Saw's continued paranoia that somebody's out to get him. He can't trust anybody. But then to like come to the realization that Luthen knows these people are going to die and he's not doing anything. He's saving me in the end, but it's for the cause. And he, like, he has... Ooh. He has to come to the realization that this is how this new rebellion and new order has to work. It's a bigger picture and he can't interfere as much as he wants to be stubborn against Luthen. But then realizing the extremes that Luthen will go to as well being like, well, why wouldn't you tell me? He's like, you know me. He doesn't. And it's like, whoa. It's... Just like how easy he's going to kill these people off and let them die. Because from one way, it sounds like self-preservation for Luthen, but... In, in another way, it's Luthen is an integral part of the cause. If mm. someone were to find out about him, everything falls apart. Yep. It's not self-preservation for Luthen. It's self-preservation for his ISB plant. Yes. That's what he's protecting. And he finds the information that he gets from him more important than the, the, an, an entire rebel cell. Losing future information is, is more crucial than, I mean, that's just realistic, than losing 30 men. Exactly. That's what it is. And it sucks. It really is an ethical dilemma 
to be put into. Um, this whole show is ethical dilemmas. This whole show mm-hmm. is the gray area between the Luke Skywalker and the Palpatine, you know? Yeah. It's but not just, oh, we blow up the Death Star and we all say hurrah, I'm a good boy who has never done anything. We just killed back. over a million people. Woo! That's another that's that's so it's so hard to think about that Luke Skywalker and the rebels killed billions of people. He pressed a button and killed millions of people. Mm -hmm. And then when he got done, he went (laughs) and flew into the sunset. Crap! I forgot I was gonna say Skywalker. Skywalker, let's hear it. What What was the question? Just what you thought about this Even whole about scene. That. Just this whole scene with Luthen and Saw. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought the the uh, Forrest Whitaker, again, as uh, Saw Guerrero, like, he needs his own show at this point because he absolutely killed it. And just seeing the, the fear of Luthen, basically, and seeing that Luthen is even is i don't know it just it, it adds to luthan's character and it i feel like every episode he just luthan becomes more compelling um and almost i wouldn't say more than andor but uh we're just finding a lot of stuff out each episode uh about how how deep into it he is and how ruthless he's willing to go to um get to where he wants to be basically yeah. so i thought that those two actors together would have just been like amazing to see in person too but i think yeah that was an absolute fantastic scene yeah and i find it crazy that this is a this is the episode of andor with no andor in it there was like it was like right. a True. book of boba fett's episode five it's like there's not not a whole lot of Andor in it, but it's also just a really good episode. I also think that Luthen is the best character in this show. I agree. Um, just his acting ability is off the charts, and it's really cool to actually see him get to so show his chops in a Disney property because we first see him as Bootstrap Bill in Pirates of the Caribbean, and he's just kind of deranged. He's just a oh, part of shit, part of crew. And then he, and, and then he runs naked around Stonehenge and gets arrested. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's uh he's in uh MCU. He's the goofy witty ah. Uh, Jane Foster's dad. Witty but but now we get to see a complete side of him that nobody has ever seen before. He kind of does um switching his personalities is like what he does uh, what Mark Thompson does when he's voice acting two different characters. Um make sure that you check out that have a chat. If you haven't already, sick nasty it's right here plug. In the corner. Watch it. Like, yeah. It's like the Rick and Morty thing where you just switch back and forth between voices on the fly. It's I liked it's um Remember that movie that we saw, Mr. Glass, uh, that was like kind of weird, but it had like that. Yeah, the people with the different personalities. There's that was that, stupid because we didn't watch the prequel. We didn't watch the two movies that came before. Oh, Split? Yeah, so Split, it's kind of like Split where it's one guy, but he has multiple personalities. And within one scene, he goes from talking to one person to talking to the next. Um, it's acting like that is so very impressive just because not only are you have to really change your mental state. And your way of thinking to switch between characters. Because one character has motivations and ways of thinking in one way. One character has motivations and ways of thinking of another thing. So even though Luthen's character, half the time, I'm just a grumpy old man that wants to murder the Empire. When he puts on that face for shopkeeper, the whole motivation of acting has to change to, this is my shop, this is my front. 
So although he's always like has like the happy face, you can still see there's like a shadow underneath it. It's never fully a mask. The mask is always slipping. I mean, you see that too, where he's talking to Clea in code. Yeah. I, I think they're talking about Cassian and because they're talking about yeah. another, another potential item. They're talking about how there are a lot of buyers in the area where this item is headed. they are, I think they're definitely talking about Cassie. Oh, yeah, there. that's what I think. I think he's going to find his way back to Pharynx. Yeah, definitely. And another thing about Luthen 2 that I really like is his ability to be honest with Saw, but leave it in Saw's hands. Like, he's he's manipulating mm-hmm. Saw's motivations without making it seem like he's he gaslighting Saw. He's gaslighting Saw. He's, he's gaslighting, gaslighting Saw. Saw. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Hybrid Toys. On Hybrid the, Toy Reviews. On his absolutely wonderful shirt. He got a shirt that says, I heart gaslighting. Um, uh, yeah, I, so with that, though, I, I did want to touch on the line that, that Saw gives to Luthen. That, okay. that, let's call it war. I, we are officially, like, dug in now. This is, this is, Saw is now on board with a greater cause than mm-hmm. self-preservation. And I think that's what Luthen wanted to get. And I also just thought I really wanted to touch on this moment where Luthen gets to get the blaster in Saw's face so that he can get him to listen. <laughs> he, he pretends that Two Tubes yes, is his informant. And Two Tubes is like, bro, chill out. <laughs> He's like, chill it's out. Tubes. And he was like, bro, what do you mean? Dude, and when Two Tubes tells Luthen... He's in a mood. <laughs> like it's just, oh, that character, please. I want an action figure. I want an action figure of two yes, tubes. I will so buy a two tubes. Luthen said, <laughs> hits bias her. Tubes is imposter. <laughs> <laughs> tubes is us. Wait, 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 wait. I saw tubes venting. <laughs> tubes is the sussy imposter. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Turns out oh. Luthen was imposter. Dude, that was, for me, it's just, that's Star Wars humor. That's Star yes. Wars humor that works. and Because it's kind of dark. <laughs> it is. It's kind of dark. I mean, and we see, I mean, I just um, recently was watching the uh, Corruption on Mandalore arc of the Clone Wars. Mm. And there's a moment where with the uh, the drinks with the Slavin in it yeah. um, that the kids are drinking out of the bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're the in the poison school OJ. and the doctor just goes... We need this for research purposes from a kid's tray. Like he just takes the kids, like, but but, and he's like, <laughs> see you later, and they just leave. Like it's stuff like that that's very Star Wars humor because unlike Marvel, where Marvel will go, all right, everyone, and here's this moment of comedy, and like they would make it like a big long show and like have a shot that like she's not alone. Yeah, like it's just like stuff like that. It's like honestly, I'd call it cringe. Yeah. Um, but it, with Star Wars, they don't dwell on it. It's like a little more like just you you either catch it or you don't, mm-hmm. you know? The show doesn't dwell on anything. Not even people's deaths that are like notable characters. Nah. Not even Cassian's mom got two cents. She just wasn't That's a good point. She just yeah. wasn't there. It went, <laughs> that, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Like, she was there and then she just wasn't. It's and snatch her. <laughs> I also think I also think that shot at the very beginning of the episode with B2 Emo was such a creative shot. Yes, I like yes. I like didn't know what I was looking at initially. And I was kind of like, what is this? It, it was just it's what I like that um Star Wars is getting a little bit more artistic with its ways mm, of being shot and things I like agree. that. I think I think the apex of going a little bit too far is Blade Runner 2042. 
that sh- that movie is so like overly stylized. It's like beautiful in its own right. But I feel like that'd be like a little bit too far for Star Wars. I still think probably the best shot in the entire original trilogy is that shot where um, uh, Luke is on Bespin and he opens like that one tunnel and it just kind of goes like, boom, and it's all lit up. That shot looks so cool. But I do like to see that we're getting a little bit more creative with how um, how pretty Star Wars can look. Yes. Okay, I think we've covered all my notes except for one more thing one more that I wanted oh, to no. cover. And it was just a quick little scene. I just wanted to say, I called it. I called it that Cassian was going to stop back at Miami Beach to go get his box and to get Nemec's diary. Um, and when he does, sleeping. <laughs> his ex is laid up with another man in the, in the, in the bed. Uh, Dumbo. <laughs> He's laid up with Dumbo. Got the trunk and the tusks and everything, bro. Oh, man. When I saw that, I was like, oh, huh? <laughs> I didn't realize she was with that. I just thought it was a different... So it makes me wonder was so maybe that wasn't his Hose place. Hose in Star Wars confirmed. <laughs> Do you think then that maybe that was her place that he was bumming at? Or that maybe. was like, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't that's know. A, that's a wax shower though. But yeah, I thought it was awesome that Nemec's diary was a voice diary and not I just a written one. Yeah. I thought that was mm-hmm. cool. It was text to speech. Yeah, it is and you see player. all the Imperial credits from his cut. A man is very, very rich still. Mm-hmm. All those credits. Can go anywhere. You should but, put it not not investing in the Northwest Bank because they're terrible. <laughs> yeah, I had. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about. All, all right, right, all right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, does anybody have any theories about what's gonna happen in the finale? Skywalker, we'll start with you. Do you have any theories about what's gonna happen in the finale of Andor? Um, basically, just like what I uh, said earlier about the her brick being thrown and starting kind of the rebellion on Ferrix. Um, other than that, I think uh, we're going to see Cyril uh, come to Ferrix probably. I mean, obviously Cassian's going to come there. Luthen's probably going to come there. And it's just kind of going to be a... Uh, they're just all going to accumulate and it's just going to start chaos, basically. And that's going to be the start of the rebellion on Ferrix that will, you know, reach other places in the galaxy, of course. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I got. Um, what I'm predicting. Cool. Yeah. Skywalker Hendricks, has anybody ever told you that you just have the most beautiful set of eyes? Bro, y'all gotta be chill right now the way we stare. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Hey, let's go get them peepers out i definitely feel like yeah that was something we probably touched on a little bit more like what skywalker was saying about like the whole brick situation i mean we know something's gonna happen on fair we already knew that she was a brick but not a literal one um i have a theory i have an interesting theory okay so i am kind of adjusting this theory uh because of this newest episode before this episode came out i did have a theory that um dirge was gonna show up sometime during the ferrix like you know riot Cassian was going to kill Cinta and then Ooh. he would have to hide that from Vel the entire second season. But obviously she would end up finding out at some point. Um, but now that we know Vel is going there too, I think that something's, I think Cinta's dead either way. And we're going to be evaluating how Vel deals with that passing in season two. That's why she doesn't get an action figure. That's why she doesn't get an action figure. Um, but I, I did part. have a theory. I think if anyone's going to die in this next episode, it's going to be Cinta. I think it's, I That's think it's going to be Vel. Really? I think it's going to be Vel. Because, well, no, let's, let's be honest. 
the writers of Rogue One know, hey, get attached to this character, and now they're dead. So, I mean, the thing is, with and where Sinta, is she in Rogue One? To me, Cinta is more more about drinking the juice that is the rebellion. I think that Cinta is more stable with her with her loyalties, mm-hmm. and Vel is a little bit. Her character needs more work, in my opinion, yeah. and I think that because of that, that's the reason that Vel, that Cinta will pass mm-hmm. and Vel will live. I don't release. I think oh, all Cassian's friends are dead. By the way, I think Bix might get out, but I think that Cassian's one friend from work is a goner. B yep. two is a goner. B two is going to become K two S O. I'm still predicting that. Marva's brick is a goner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the cinder block. The cinder block. Um, I think that Bell Tower guy. He lives. Oh, he's bell tower guy. Boom. He's gonna be playing whack a mole with imperial helmets. Boom. Um, I think that a lot of people though are, are doomed. That dude's such episode. a loser, bro. <laughs> he's playing the best. He's gong literally you've one ever of the most goaded characters in the show. My man is playing bell on the tower Minecraft guy. anvil all day long. Is bell tower guy the next Will Row Hood? Find out on the is next bell episode t- of Andor. All right. Besides that, does anyone else Skywalker? Do you have anything else that you wanted to add about the episode or anything about that? Um, not, not really. I feel like we covered everything. I just, again, just an amazing episode and it's just, yeah, I mean, it's hard to put into words, but it's just, the show is just so chef's kiss. That's all I got to say. Chef's kiss. I agree. I agree. Very good show. I'm liking it a lot so far. I I give this episode a nine out of 10. Okay. I give this episode say like maybe like a seven or an eight and then jackson of course i'm not gonna read it because the thing isn't over yet yeah. wait till the you, show's over keep making fun of me however much you want you <laughs> fellas look like clowns every time you do it united we stand <laughs> oh, i'm sorry do you do you need a you need a red nose with that too you want to <laughs> wave and uh he's reading your shirt bro yes so I know that everybody <laughs> this has been an episode of 1335 if you enjoyed seeing guests on our main episodes. Let us know. Um, that might be something we continue. Probably not every week because it was a real pain to get the audio set up. Yes. Now that we know how to do it, it should be fine. Right from here on out. Right. True. True. It's always the experimentation of the first time. Like everything, the first time is the hardest. Yes. So. Um, Whoa. We're talking about like Tika's trading yep. post and um, this. Definitely nothing else. What's wrong? Like with you? bearing a body. But with that, everybody, thank you so much for watching this episode of the 1313 Podcast. Again, thank you so much to Skywalker Hendrix for joining us. If you haven't already, make sure that you are subscribed to Skywalker Hendrix on YouTube, as well as following him on Instagram. His links are going to be located in the description below. Also, where are you going? Just keep doing the option. (laughs) Also, if you haven't already, make sure that you're subscribed to the 1313 Podcast. You leave a like, you leave a comment. Follow us on all of our social medias, such as Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Join the Discord. The link is in the description below. We have such a wonderful community of Star Wars fans and fans of the channel. And if you want to be part of an absolutely amazing group of people, make sure that you join that Discord. And if you feel like going above and beyond to help the 1313 podcast get better Wi-Fi connection, please (laughs) consider helping us out on Patreon. All of the funds from the Patreon go right back into the podcast. And also on the 1st of December, we're going to be doing a John Favreau figure giveaway for those that are in our Gungan Boss tier, the 1313 tier that is going to be given away on December 1st. So sorry to the person that was in the giveaway for November, waiting in the stream for like 30 minutes before it began just to find out that they couldn't win it because they weren't in the Patreon. But now that you know, be in the Patreon so you can win some absolutely cool stuff. 
But thank you guys so much for watching this episode. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, everyone. Da 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 da